With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Empire. Triple Play Fantasy's basketball show with Doc, Coach, and Brass Dadamas starts now. But I oh yeah! If I'm gonna do like uh, um, if I'm gonna do like uh, like me talk like me talking like with the camera on me and like splicing some things, or I just have my voice in the background and everything's like clips and pictures and stuff like that that I talk over it. I want to do like real research. Yeah. For those at home, Brad is a conspiracy aficionado, and he's nope. going to talk all things sports and conspiracy. I don't want to. I don't want to be branded with that. All right. <laughs> um, you are the movie minutes guy, though. Um, you That's are true. branded with that. You can't walk away from that one. That's true. I'll accept that one. This is the Triple Play Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Uh, proud member of Empire Media. I'm back, people. I'm a new man. Uh, Coach Lewis got married. So uh, I'm one Look week good, in, in the books. Thank you, man. I uh, I feel I, you. I feel like a weight is lifted off, and I can call yeah. my my wife my wife. I don't have to go fiance girlfriend. Yes, yes. Uh, it just feels it feels wonderful. And it was just the most magical day. We got great weather and um, lots of laughs, lots of tears, and um, yeah, it's a beautiful moment. So. Uh, it is my pleasure to introduce our cast of distinguished gentlemen. Uh, Kevin kind of has been through this before as he's a married man with two beautiful girls. Uh, the man with the blue check by his name recently verified at the boys underscore 22. Kevin Coleman. What's up? Wow. Hey, what's up, guys? I'm happy to be here. Yeah, James, uh, there'll be a little bit more. Uh, you'll, you'll love married life, but it's definitely, a, you know, give and take. Let's just say that. Uh, but I'm glad <laughs> to be talking about the finals here. Absolutely. I you got verified. I did. Look at yes. you, celebrity. Yeah, we have uh, a celebrity. Uh, I think they've loosened the restrictions a little bit to get me on there. But I, so I did tell my so I did modest. tell my wife, um, you are now married to a, a verified person on Twitter, and she kind of rolled her eyes and walked away. So uh, <laughs> <laughs> you're so you're so modest. You're like Drew Holiday talking about his uh, defensive <laughs> prowess. Um, Brad Kilgore, what's up? Talk to me. No time for intros, man. We got to talk about Dame. I got. I do have a question though. Did you what's see up? Space Jam too? I did not watch it. I'm I'm kind of torn. I almost don't want to watch it. But at the same time, I feel like I have to. So I, I, I don't to. know. I don't I'm, know. I'm, I, I'm, I, on an, I'm on an island here. I like it. I love the movie. And I, everyone hates yeah. it. It's 31% on Rotten Tomatoes. It's getting terrible reviews. Some of my I friends have a are feeling I'm going to like it. I have a feeling I'm going to like it. Just from like a, just me being a, an annoying contrarian. Like I'm going to like it. I got random memes getting sent to me based on the statistics of the game. 
Uh, Michael Jordan was 12 for 12 and dropped 22 in the first one. And LeBron had <laughs> was four for five and had six points. And so people are, are trolling me on that. Uh, but I, I definitely tipped the hat as far as acting to uh, LeBron James. He's funnier. Um, he had moments uh, where, you know, it, it got a little emotional. You could tell, like, he, he had the relationship with his children would definitely play a, a role in how his character was portrayed in this movie. I had a uh, I had a friend of mine uh, that I went to high school with named Tiana. She tweeted that uh, LeBron is a way better actor than Ray Allen, and it made me think of like all the all the great basketball movies that we've watched, like from the Blue Chips to He Got Game to Space Jam. Like, I'd love to. We should have an episode where we rank like the best. Uh, I would love to do that. Athletes. I would I would do research. I I actually done that. I've done I've taught uh enrichment classes where we talked about sports movies and basketball movies. There you in go. And, and Ray Allen did not perform too well, although that movie was so so great movie. and and Denzel Washington movie. was incredible. And I didn't think Ray Allen was that bad, to be honest. Like I thought he was he, he like, looked the part. Like, yeah, I mean, he looked the part and like I, I never was like taken out of the movie. Like I always felt like it was still a very like super solid movie. Like it's one of my favorites to this day. Absolutely, right, maybe, we Spike, might make that like a movie minutes episode. Spike right? Lee, Spike Lee did a great job of, of surrounding him with a really good um, surrounding cast. Uh, Rosario Dawson, yes. the girlfriend, as La La Money, she was she was awesome. Rick Fox, Rick Fox, hey, Rick Fox was in there. Underrated uh, performance yes. and um, whoa. His 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 role in it was my, one of my favorites. The setup, it was, man. you talk about a set an assist. On a visit, <laughs> Fox did the best job at that. He All was right. uh, he was a low key villain, or maybe not. <laughs> it depends how you're looking at it. Uh, Lala got everything coming uh, her way. Uh, she yeah. deserved that. All right, uh, let's talk about the finals, though. We had a huge game, uh, pivotal game five. Uh, the Bucks steal games three, four, and five last night. Um, just a quick. Who you got going forward, and also like, how did the series get to this point? The, the Suns looked like they were gonna run away with it, and a lot of people were hitting the Suns and four button. I heard people talking on the radio. I don't see the Bucks winning a game here. How they turn it around, and um, where where do you see this series going, Brad? Yeah, man. I so before the series started, I thought the Bucks were gonna win it after the first two games. I was kind of worried, but not really panicking because I know Drew Holiday was he just wasn't shooting well and that's that's not something I, I thought he would keep doing. In fact 33% going into yesterday before yeah. he blew up. Yeah. So I and you know the people he was getting like a lot of comparisons to Eric Bledsoe and they're just <laughs> not the same because Drew Holiday can literally control the game via his defense and that's Bledsoe's a great defender but he's not Drew Holiday great. So um I, I really think that the Bucks they lost those first two games off the strength of not playing at home and Drew Holiday not being himself. And when they got back to Milwaukee, Drew Holiday started perking up. Chris Middleton perked up in a big way. Um, I honestly think we're we're seeing the Bucks at you know full strength. Apparent like uh, basically how they were playing all regular season and through the playoffs with their best stars playing like stars. And and now that that's happening, and even though. I respect Chris Paul, and I think he's a great point guard. I think even at his best, him and Devin Booker aren't enough to overcome the Bucks' big three. So I, I still think they're going to take it. I, I don't expect them to win this next game, 
but um, I, I do think that they're going to win it in seven, and I, I'm I'm looking forward to watching it, man. And I know a lot of people would argue that the Suns had the bet better uh, big three coming yep. into the series and looked that way. Uh, and it's a fair argument two. too. It, oh yeah, you you could definitely go that way, especially the way that DeAndre Ayton has played in this this yeah, playoffs. He's, he's been, been a man. Uh, Even but his just, bad games, he's been incredible. Yeah, yesterday he played well. Um, but it, there is something about Giannis uh, factor against him that he's <laughs> just he's matching up. He's going at the rim and and dunking on and blocking him. And he hasn't seen this this type of athleticism in big man heads and up they, yet in the playoffs. And they keep they keep double teaming him because they have to. And then he's just kicking it out to the open shooter. Like it's they just got a beautiful. A beautiful structure in Milwaukee, man. And to piggyback off one thing that you mentioned before I pass it over to Kev, and that was just to highlight Drew Holiday's dominance defensively. And, yes, he got out that sh- the shooting funk. We mentioned 33%. And then yesterday in game five, he shot 12 for 20. Um, he had like 13 dimes. But according to Second Spectrum, he's matched up with Chris Paul or Devin Booker 268 times averaging 22 points per 100 possessions. All other defenders are averaging 40 points in those 100 possessions. So it just shows the elite level of defense he's he's playing. He's forced the point god to 10 turnovers. He's forced Devin Booker to eight, including stealing the game from him last night. That's a great stat, Coach. Yeah, I stumbled across that this morning. and I mean, I'm not too surprised, but just it's – it is eye popping how much we talk about, you know, the offensive prowess of players. But there are two sides to this game, and defense should get um, honored as well. Kevin, I, I'm so I don't want to. I'm I'm really hogging the mic here, but I just wanted to say one more thing. Like, I've never seen Chris Paul be this passive. Like, it's almost like I I almost wonder if he's like hurt and he's not saying something because he's like not a, like I'm watching him drive to the lane, like do the Steve Nash where you. You have an open layup, and you keep you keep dribbling along the baseline, waiting for a cutter. Like that's that's strange to me. I, he's not that kind Something of player. Something does look off. His his Something handle looks, is not yeah, on a string. Man. There's is a little rust. Some looks weird. Some looks weird. So I, I don't know. We'll we'll find out in time. Like we found out, you know, Tom Brady's been playing with a a, a torn ace MCL or whatever. But um, yeah, but we found yeah, out not to make make excuses for injuries just because it's it's so part of the game, especially when it gets to this point into the finals. Um, Kev, we've been waiting to hear from you. Yeah, you know, uh, yeah, to Brad's point, like that's the shit I used to do as a sophomore on the varsity team that used to piss my coach off. That's like the some, some stuff that you see Paul doing. You're like, what are you doing out there? Yeah. Uh, you know, when I was looking at like just the numbers and the stats, I mean, everything points to like the Suns should be kind of leading the series. They're leading a lot of categories, and I think they're leading three point percentage, forty percent. They're shooting from three, eighty six from the free throw line compared to sixty nine percent from the Bucks. Uh, and and I think that that is like two things you look at. You're like, man, why aren't they uh, doing better? I think it just comes down to like you talked about. You know. I, I don't like Chris Middleton, uh, but he's been playing very well. Uh, <laughs> coaches, you know, coaches been on me about Chris Middleton, so I, I got to give him. Hey, you know he's what? Him a and dog. Drew, he is him a and dog, Drew Holiday. Man. Him and Drew Holiday have been playing well. I think Brooke Lopez sneakily has been okay. Um, even like Bobby Portis comes in and gives these guys some minutes yeah. this series, which is it's good to see. Uh, yeah. And then on the flip side, the Suns just. Like you said, if Paul's not going to play to that elite level, it's going to be hard for them to win because they don't have the depth, I don't think. You know, Aiton's been fine, but Aiton's a different piece. And when you have Giannis guarding you, who else is going to step up? You know, Bridges hasn't really been that guy. When you're looking at Jay Crowder, you know, he, he got quiet after the Clippers, you know. Uh, so I, I just don't – I don't see – 
anybody else stepping up. Um, Chris Paul is going to have to have one of his point guard games in the game six, or I don't think they're, I don't think they're going to win. I think it's not going to go seven. I, I think I said the Suns in six. I was wrong. Um, I think it could go seven, but Paul's got to step up. But I mean, shout out to Booker. Booker's been straight up. Yeah. Balling. Incredible. I yeah. I want to say one thing. 40 point games in a final. No one's ever done that and lost both games. I want to say one thing about um, Budenholzer, man. Like he's always gotten a bad rap for. Thank you. For not adjusting. Let's talk about it. Yep. And that's that's rightfully so. Like in the past, he has not adjusted, but this season, he's he's adjusted on the fly and it's shown. And one thing in particular that really kind of irked me, and I didn't understand it, was he wasn't giving Brooke Lopez like thirty minutes a game, and that was killing me because. He can really stretch the floor. He can shoot, and he's like the only one that can guard Aiden. But doing the whole small ball thing has really worked for them because they move quicker. They have more fast break points. Everything's more open. They're shooting more threes. Like I, it's 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 almost counterintuitive, but it's really worked. So shout out to Budenholzer, man. Yeah, I wanted to piggyback off that because I, I want I definitely wanted to mention he. I remember uh, in the series against the Nets, uh, national media is talking about he's probably the worst head coach left and um i think he's really silencing some of these critics now because he did two huge things one we're switching now and so he got players they 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 got some players around they got they got holiday they they got pj tucker now they're switching everything so that's a whole different defensive scheme that works into the playoffs and then offensively and it it hasn't been shut down yet is Giannis as the screen guy Giannis is yeah. a screen guy, is unstoppable. Uh, Middleton comes off of it. Uh, Holiday makes all these great decisions off of it. It's opposed to set a screen for Giannis, who can't shoot. But they put him in the screen game. Now he's a lob threat. Um, now it opens up the shooters because people are packing in the paint a little bit more. So that is uh, – to shout out uh, Bud for, for doing that. And then something Monty Williams hasn't been able to figure out is him in the screener. Also, shout out Cam Johnson, my friend. You are about to get paid. Ooh, what a pick. I mean, that was another uh, James Jones reaching because yeah. he was supposed to go late first and they picked him in the in the lottery. He's been showing out, showing out in the finals, man. Like that's uh, he's he's been dependable. He's playing defense. He's hitting every three. It feels like I, I don't know. I He's a lot better than I thought he was going to be. And he put he and PJ Tucker has nightmares because he put him on a poster. Yeah. <laughs> Um, Kev, what, what have you seen um, as far as the adjustments uh, of the Bucks and kind of like, I guess, I don't know, having to be honest that they're actually a damn good team and they kind of, how have they kind of like silenced some of these critics and some of the people that thought that they were fraudulent? I didn't, I never said they were frauds, so I don't want you to put that in mind. I didn't think they were going to win. I thought the Nets would win, but uh, I never said they were frauds because they got Giannis. I think, I think the biggest thing, the, the thing for me is like, I love Paul and I want to see him win a ring. But for Giannis to stay in Milwaukee and all those people to say, oh, well, you're never going to win, like that really like I want to see him do that because then you see, yeah. hey, you know what? He stayed. See what you can do. And like so part of me, like if he wins, I'll be happy with it just because he can prove that like these little small market, medium markets, if you build around them. They've done a good job of who they got. And, and and you cannot not like Drew Holiday. Like that dude, after what it went through with his wife, everything that he mm-hmm. does, he plays hard. Like that dude is just an excellent person. Like I think they built a good team around Giannis in terms of like, hey, this is who we have, this is who we're gonna go to battle with. Um, and and I, I think that's great. I think they have done a good job, but I think this is about Giannis. Like, hey, you know what? You stayed, you become this 
I still think he's a freak, guys. Like when I watch him play, I'm just like, this dude's just a he's just a freak. Like when you watch like as a basketball guy and, and I played it, like he's just something different. And I think there was something I was reading, I forget what I was reading or watching, and they were talking about like how he just talks about he doesn't even care what happens in the game before. Like he's just gonna go out there and he's gonna shoot and misses free throws, misses games, and he's like, hey, whatever, I'm just gonna keep moving forward. Um, and he has to have that mindset. And like he doesn't care about his free throw percentage was like 59%. He still goes to the line. He still doesn't care. He's just gonna attack. I think that's what separates him and makes him a superstar. And like, you know, when we saw Ben Simmons, who passes up like a wide open layup because he was afraid to shoot. Like he's a superstar. He doesn't care. He's just going to keep going. So his numbers I, have been incredible. And he just dislocated his kneecap like two weeks ago. And his yeah. ability to, to block Aiden, I think him and like Anthony Davis are only people that are, are on Devin Booker mid pass, go and go up at the rim and to block Aiden and a game winning play. Have y'all noticed how he's been getting winded though? That's been so strange to me. Like two minutes in the game, he'll be like calling over to Budenholzer, like take him out, and then he'll play like tinkle. Yeah, the twenty straight minutes. Oh uh, yeah, no, he was asked that, about, that was that. Yeah, he was asked about okay. his t- early exits the the first quarters, and he said, um, "This appropriate term, uh, a tinkle." I had to uh, I had to tinkle. <laughs> it's hilarious. I played on replay. I put good, it to uh, everybody. <laughs> that was a good impression. I watched it like a hundred times. I couldn't help myself. I don't know why. It's one of those things that was just on a loop. Um, shout out Pat on uh, Connington. When you are yeah. 15 of 30 from the three-point line, you stretch out the floor. And sometimes it's about your surrounding players getting hot at the right time. Yeah, but White Pat is out there and it makes it makes uh you know White Dante not being there uh serviceable. He played 33 I, minutes yesterday and he's a big guy. He he can defend I also, a little bit. I thought those Pat Connaughton minutes were going to go to Bryn Forbes the way he was playing this playoff. So it's it's interesting how he's he's kind of been out of the rotation. And he would have got abused by D. But they would have isolated the hell out of him, and that's why he that's did. his problem. Yeah. He can't he can't defend anybody. And then on top of that, like Connaughton is hitting all the threes that he's that he's had open. So it's like I he really they have no use for for Bryn Forbes out there, which is kind of it's tough for him. All right, our greatest performance of the NBA Finals so far. Like, who had the game that, you know, I mean, it's a 3-2 series. Uh, and the Suns could have easily won the last two games and won the series 4-1. So what? who came to play, whose performance was just, like, either either surprised you or was like this, hey, you, you probably deserve Finals MVP based off that. Any game in particular, any player in particular? I'm, I, I go Devin Booker, man. Like, he's... I know the the obvious answer is Giannis, like he's gonna win the MVP. It maybe they've lost they lost those games that he they that they did lose those games. But I remember um maybe it was a couple pods ago we were talking about Devin Booker and like what we think of his legacy. And I had said like I want to see Devin Booker have the largest usage rate on the on like a championship team for me to think like Devin Booker's like elite, elite Hall of Fame type guy. And the performances that he's put on this finals have been that. Like, he's he's done things that, like, I knew he had in him, but we haven't seen at this level. And we, we saw him in the bubble, but I didn't know that they'd, they'd kind of carry over to the finals. And they have. And it, maybe that's why Chris Paul's being passive, because he sees what Devin Booker's doing and is like, all right, let me take a back seat. I don't know what's going on there, but Devin Booker looks like a he looks like a beast. 42 points, 17 of 28 shooting was Devin Booker, not a single three made. So to drop 40 and not hit three. And it's kind of uh, crazy because we think of Devin Booker, and I, or at least I, I think of him, you're like, oh, he's a, you know, he's a such a great shooter. You think of him a three-point shooter, but he's not really 
as big of a three point threat as, no, as you not. see. And he's, he shoots like mid lower thirties as far as his three point percentage been, for his career. That's been his biggest like change these past couple of years. Like he's shooting less threes and it's been better for him. Also, he's in like, He's in tough shots. Like he's, he's you see the Kobe really comparison. Well. You see those yeah. Kobe compare because his footwork, his fadeaways, you know, the footwork, yeah, his isolation in the mid in the mid post is it's unbelievable. When, when he's got a smaller guard on him, he's gonna back him down. He's gonna at least get fouled. Like he's got a great basketball IQ, man. He did in game three only have ten points. You know, we do have to note that, that it hasn't been consistent. Um, but he didn't play that fourth quarter. It was it was weird. That was a weird yeah. It was game. a twenty point uh, blowout. My my yeah. performance is Chris Middleton. Um, what Chris Middleton did in game four, dropping forty, having ten points in the final two minutes. Uh, it's really just they put Giannis in the screen action, and he rose up one-on-one and hit some cold-blooded mid-range shots that um it, it really just deserve just to get deserve a nod you go 15 of 33 um you, you put the team on his back in game number four and that to me was the the greatest performance of the finals although i think we can all agree if the bucks do win it, this is Giannis antetokounmpo's finals mvp for sure i mean he's had his imprint all over the series and he had did a see, back-to-back 40 point games as well did you see what spencer dimwitty tweeted today he was no. like uh he was like just a what if scenario like what if because uh Giannis's brother was out yesterday he was in the the coronavirus protocol and um spencer dimwitty tweeted like what if Giannis is out of the game six because of the the COVID protocol because they live together, and then uh, the Bucks win. He was like, "Would Chris Middleton get the MVP?" Thought that was yeah. interesting. But he yeah, well, he, I mean, if he if he misses the game and they win, and Middleton drops at least thirty, then I think yes, he would get it. But you, you think so? I don't. Yeah, think he I would. mean, but with this is a whole what if, if what if Giannis doesn't play, but. Regardless, yeah. if you if you can beat the Suns without Giannis, uh, yeah, man, I think that 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 gives you the that gives you the I nod guess. there, because right. every game is I so important. That. And it's not um, like he's been bad, like you mentioned, like he's he's been a critical piece. Anything else y'all want to touch on the NBA Finals before? I think we so we all have the Bucks winning Game Six. Uh, I, I think it goes seven. Uh, yeah, I, seven. and you I say think, the Bucks win in seven. Uh, yeah, I think Bucks yeah. in seven. All right, so I was with uh, somebody else here. I was with uh, Suns and Seven to start the series, um, but I think that Milwaukee puts it away at home. I think they they really see the urgency of getting that win at home and how much home court votes. I mean, yes, they stole one in Phoenix, but the game that was, you know, they were down one point when Drew Holiday stole the ball from Devin Booker and, and threw the lob. So, that, I mean, that game was in the balance. And the, the Bucks have been finding ways to win in the end. And that's kind of what the difference that we saw it against uh, Brooklyn. And now we're seeing it here in the NBA Finals. So this is definitely a deserving champion if they do cut it down. But I'm not counting out the Suns. They could they could, they could, could win game six and then game seven. That's momentum in their home territory. This is what the NBA Finals, this is what we wanted as fans. Everyone's disappointed LeBron's not in there. This has been a great NBA Finals. It really has. It has been. It has been. All right. Switching gears a little bit. We're going to talk a little uh, Team USA. Team USA uh, – Bradley Beal, health and safety protocols. He is now out of the Olympics. He was a starter in the All-Star game. Now he's a, he was a starter on, on the Olympic team where he was going to be. He's out. Kevin Love is out. He's still dealing with that kind of the calf thing, or maybe they just saw him and he just didn't look good, and they're like, we got it. We, we got we to get someone else. They pick up Keldon Johnson, who has been with the team this entire time and plays with the San Antonio Spurs, of course. 
Greg Popovich is the head coach. And they also pick up JaVale McGee. And there's a lot of backlash on both of these pickups. And it a, lot be. Of people, a lot of people are looking at maybe other options of more higher profile players. Brad, what's your takeaway? Do, do you like these two guys? And um, what's kind of your opinion? I thought it was a brilliant pickup. Like, it shows me that they're not being like alarmist over at USA. Like, it's they're saying, okay, what's been the problem? It's not our scoring. It's that we, one, we need to adjust to the FIBA rules. Two, we haven't had a lot of time together. And three, we're not playing defense. So they addressed, you know, one of those things, which is like, okay, let's go get some defense. Kelvin Johnson's a great wing defender. JaVale McGee is a great uh, interior defender. And he's also got, you know, rapport with Kevin Durant and Draymond Green because they played together. I think it makes a lot of sense. They're going to have Devin Booker. They're going to have Drew Holiday. They're going to have Chris Middleton all come over after the finals. Like, I, I'm not worried about Team USA at all. These are some of the best players in the world, and the other teams are just going to have other great players kind of sprinkled among the rest of the tournament, whereas USA has them all together. So I, I'm not really worried. I think this is going to be a gold medal gold medal team. I agree. Um, Kevin? Yeah, we did a whole thing on them, and we talked about what they were missing. Uh, I would have liked them maybe to get a bigger name uh, just for fun, because if I'm going to watch the Olympics, I don't want to watch the Olympics for, you know, JaVel McGee. Um, <laughs> I want to watch it for <laughs> Trey Young or these other guys. But I, I do – I think it's okay. But, like, we t- we questioned Popovich on our on the YouTube series, if you haven't checked that out. Like, I worry about them being able to fit these pieces together. And I worry about, like, hey, we talked about Devin Booker, Drew Holiday, those guys coming later – you know, they're going to be tired if this thing goes seven. Like, we realistically – we could be looking – I think it's going to be tougher. Like, we talked about that France game first if game. It goes, if it goes seven, that game would be on July 22nd. The first game in Tokyo is the 25th. That's three days later, and it's all yeah. the way in Japan, and it's against France, probably our stiffest competition. They're yeah, young, it, though. They're young. It's not like, you know, the, the LeBron coming over. That's true. No, I mean, that's true, but you got to be worried about that COVID protocol once they're partying after they win the NBA Finals. Yeah. But – but I, I will say it's okay. Like, you know, I, I don't mind it. I think that, like you did, we talked about them needing some size. I think McGee gives them just some size and it'll give them that kind of, he might actually fit pretty well for FIBA in the, in the, year, in the Olympic yes. competition. He fits pretty grabbing, well. Grabbing those boards off the room. Yeah. Yeah. He, he'll fit well. Like, I think he'll give him that defensive stuff, rebounds, you know, the goaltending, not goaltending thing. Like, I think he actually is a weird piece and everybody seems to like McGee a lot. So, like, maybe that could be the guy that they kind of, like, oh, he gets them going and stuff like that. Maybe that glue guy. So, I don't hate it. I, I still think they're going to be in a little trouble, but we'll see how that plays out. Oh, yeah, he, I, He's a Kevin, proven NBA point, champion. That Yeah, that's true, Coach. But to your point, Kevin, like, when I say I think this is a gold medal team, I don't mean it's going to be easy. I don't think they're going to blow teams out. Like, yeah. I think you're right about that. This is going to this is gonna be hard, and they're going to have some ups and downs. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I think the days of the USA blowing the rest of the world out by 30, 40, 50 points is it's over. Like the the league is we've got look at Nigeria, for instance. They had what, yeah. like eight, eight NBA players on their team. Like it, it, the league is it's really gone global and you can find tremendous talent everywhere. Look at look at Wemby and in, in France. Like he's not even on France's um FIBA team he's on their U19 team yeah and he's probably their best talent he's gonna go number one overall in 2022 so it's uh, you're right it's not gonna be easy yeah I seen him go heads up with uh Gobert and uh 
he was giving him some buckets. He's giving some promise. Seven three he can really shoot the ball. He's a he's very intriguing, hell man. Very intriguing um, prospect. I like I like Chet a little bit uh, better, um, but uh-huh. no. Yeah, I like I like Chuck a little bit better, but I think so. My takeaway from the two pickups is, yeah, I would I would want to hear uh, see some bigger names, but this might be the best fit for Team USA. Some you can't you only have so many minutes, and you know Kevin Durant don't want to come off the court. You know Damian Lillard don't want to come off the court. Like, and why would you? So you get yeah. role guys. You got Javale McGee, who is I mean, I honestly think this was a matchup for Gobert team thing. We didn't. Have, our biggest guy is is Bam and Draymond Green. We really needed to match that size and Javale McGee. Um, has has gone heads up with Gobert many times. Uh, he runs the court. He's been a really good teammate. He's, he's been he was electric for the for the Lakers in the bubble when there was no fans and stuff. Him and Dwight Howard going crazy, but he really does actually give you some good minutes and uh, against a certain matchup like Rudy Gobert, I could see him him play some minutes. And then Kelton Johnson, I mean, he's going to mop the floor, and he actually had been playing minutes in these exhibition games more than, you know, Darius Garland and Sadiq Bey that were actually on the team, but he was getting actually some burn. So he's playing with these teams. And we're forgetting that, like, we have a lot of interchangeable pieces on this team. Like KD and Chris Middleton can play center if they wanted to. Like, they're both, like, what, 6'10", 7 foot? Like, we have a lot of lengthy guards on this team. So I I think JaVale is, is perfect for, like, a pure interior defender, but we've also got some big guys that could play center. Yeah, at the end of the day, Kevin Durant, Damian Lillard, I trust those guys to get us over the yeah. edge. And they're they're healthy. So um we'll How's see the, what they do on the fly. How's Slovenia looking? I haven't been I haven't been watching. Has Luca been playing? <laughs> well, Luca had a 33 triple double to put his team in, and it's the first time that they're actually qualified for the Olympics ever. So are they are they shows- good? Do they do they look like they could beat Team USA? No. No, I think okay. that was their championship that they got in. Okay, um, got but it. it is, I mean, it's it's Luca. <laughs> like he's got it's like it's like the Mavericks. Where's the so supporting the, cast? But who's the yeah. biggest? Who's the biggest competition? What is it like? Spain and like Spain um, is, is two in FIBA. Australia has a good team that's played together for years Australia, and years and years, yeah, and they yeah, already yeah. beat it in the exhibition. Um, and it, 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 to be honest, the world isn't as as strong as it it, it always has been. I, I, France is a good team. They got Batum and what about uh Serbia? Where, where's Jokic? Serb- so Jokic is not playing, and that would have okay. probably been their, our biggest threat there. And so Serbia's didn't even qualify because they they didn't have yeah. him in those games. Yeah. But with their size and skill, um, and that maybe if this problem. was 2020, it might have yeah. been their year. But uh, yeah, they're missing. I, th- I we talked about this as well. The world is kind of missing. Uh, missing the, I guess, an Olympics that they could have taken advantage of with some players not going in. Like Australia has their best team ever, but yet Ben Simmons doesn't play with them. Right. Um, right. Can, Canada lost to the Czech Republic um, with with Wiggins. We will play the Czech Republic. They have uh, Tomas Sadoransky, but I, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Our, our group has look, looked pretty weak. That I mean, the world is not uh, at its at its uh, peak powers so to speak right now that it, it has totally caught up but not everyone's at their full strength yeah so it's basically just spain and australia to look out for uh that in my in my eyes what i think i think that'll come okay. down to it and you know who knows we'll see that first game against france how how difficult they look they look they have nando de colo and um fournier so go bear yeah so damien lillard um He's reported that he's asking for a trade. He denies that, but he had some interesting words. Um, this is me kind of paraphrasing what I took from the, the current state of Portland Trailblazers. 
He said, is what we have enough? We need to be more urgent. I just don't see us as a title contender. How so? We just lost our head coach and we lost to a team that was hurt. And he just like it just hit the body language. It looked it looked bad. Um, yeah. And we know, we know he's like the most loyal person in the NBA, uh, you know, on record as far as staying with your team and committing to your team. But it's looking a hell of a lot like I want to be out of town. So do you see him get traded in to where in or do you see him staying? Kev? Yeah, I mean, I want to say first of all, I don't blame Damian for saying those things and doing those things. He he's given them. He's been the as loyal. As you, yeah, he's been as loyal as you can for an NBA star. It's been you know not given what he has. Uh, you know, I, I don't know. I know he's kind of said that and denied it. Um, they need to do something though with that roster. It's not built for the West. They're not going to win in that Western Conference. And I've always said they probably should move on from CJ McCollum, but maybe they don't want to. I think. I saw three different spots, and I think it's going to be an East Coast or an Eastern Conference team. I saw the Celtics, the Heat; those those are the two the bigger ones, and then of course the Knicks. Uh, and I don't know; I would love to see him pretty much go to eat, eat any of those places. I think the Heat would be fun. I think him and Jimmy Butler would kill a guy, uh, and they would definitely do that. They would they would kill somebody out there. Because, <laughs> They are the hardest dudes on the court, but I would love to see them play together. Could they make a package around it? I think salary wise too, you know, 31 million. It was what I think Damian makes. So you're going to have to match some salaries there. Uh, I, I like it. I, I don't know if he's going to get moved. I, I think the Blazers are going to do whatever they can to, to stop him. But if he's not happy, I think the right thing for them to do is kind of rebuild and, and send him off. Uh, but they're in a weird situation on that team. So I don't know necessarily. It's kind of they're in like dead man's land. So to me, I think he'll stay. But if they do move him, I would love to see him be in Miami. I think that would be cool. I mean, it, it, him, Bam, and Jimmy, I mean, you have a, a great chance to to be a, to be champions with that, that makeup. Of course, you have to probably give up everything else. Brad? Yeah, it's interesting. I, I I don't make anything of his comments. I think this news leaked because there's probably some semblance of truth to it. Maybe it wouldn't have been like a formal trade request, but I'm sure like so reporters through their sources heard that like Well, and I know Chris, Chris make, Haynes is the one of the guys he's the, the guy. main guys behind us and he's yeah, he's in the know with the players. He's cool with all of them. He so is. like there is, is some substance in this. And I, I think I think he was doing more of what Giannis did when he was going into free agency. Giannis was like, look, I don't know what I'm going to do, but if I stay, you have to do this, this, and this and show me that we could become, become a, a championship team. They did that by mortgaging their entire future to get True Holiday, which is coming out to be solid, worth right? It. Like that, that, yeah. that, that proved to be worth it. So if I'm Portland, I say, what is it that we need? Because last season – we just got Robert Covington. So, and they gave um, up two first rounds to do and that. And they gave up two first rounds to do that. So, I don't know that they even have the capacity to really go for it. Go for it. You'd have to trade some of your pieces you already have. You'd have to trade a Nurkic. You'd have to trade a CJ McCollum because you don't have the draft capital or really the pieces to, to go after something big. And if you trade those two pieces, I'm not even sure you get better. So, I understand why, why Dame would would even entertain wanting to leave, and I think he should. The only place in the entire NBA that I think would be perfect for both Dame and the other player I'm going to mention is Philly. I think Dame for Ben and a first-rounder straight up is literally perfect. Um, That's not going to do it, but I, I – so Why not? 
Um, you more. You can get more. You this is this is well, first right, team, first team two, all NBA, but that's that, that's the trade uh, that I'm looking ben, at too. Ben Simmons is a Hall of Famer. He's gonna be a Hall of Famer. Like and I'm not sure Ben Simmons is gonna be a Hall of Famer. Yeah, by the end of his career, he's gonna be on what, like fifteen All NBA defensive teams. You gotta, team? you gotta, we gotta wait, we gotta see this out, man. The last time he was on the court, he couldn't even shoot in the fourth quarter. I, I, that's that's recency he's a, bias. He's a career right? like, fifteen point per game player. Um, that's recency bias, though. Like uh, when his yeah, career but, is said and done, he will have had like fifteen All NBA defensive. I just players. think it's gonna, too early to say that. Deploys. I I don't. I I think it's clear. Like he's an elite player. He has one big flaw, and it's that he's not elite Confidence. offensively. Yeah, he's not elite <laughs> offensively because rather... he doesn't shoot. So I think it's it's perfect because Philly gets a, a known and needed second score and a perimeter score at that. And then Portland, they can make up all of their scoring that they leave through CJ and Nurkic and you know Covet, like whoever else is going to be on the wing. And then Portland's biggest flaw was they played no defense. So I think having Ben Simmons would really, it would really change that. So I, I would love that that mix there. What were you gonna say, Kev? No, I was gonna say I'd rather have Simmons in the first, to be honest. If I'm the Blazers and I can go right? around those guys and do it, I love I Simmons. So I, I, I love take Simmons, that. Man. And he's gonna and be a Hall of Famer. Coach, you're you're crazy for saying that, man. You I, don't think? I think this is the best deal on the table. I no, I just said it's too early to say they say he's a Hall of Famer. I don't. I'm not going to bet against that. I, I mean, I like I like him as well. I think he's he's going to be good for another ten years, and we'll we'll see yeah. we'll see what happens. Um, but I just think it's it's too early um, just to to pin that on on a guy like Ben. Um, so I, if I'm if I'm Portland, I want everything. So give me Ben Simmons, give me Tyrese Maxey, give me three first round picks. Not one, yes, give me three, and Matisse Stiebel if I have to. And it is Daryl Morey who is star-driven. You have a, a championship window that's short. Damian Lillard is in the prime of his career. Like I said, he's in the top ten basketball players in the world. You pair that up with with when Embiid, you have a hey, you coach, have a chance. Coach, do you think Dame is gonna as he is right now? Do you think Dame's a Hall of Famer? Yes. I don't. I think if he doesn't play another game, he's a Hall of Famer. That's that's crazy to me because he's really done. Nothing. He doesn't have any gold medals. He doesn't have any championships. I don't think he's got a scoring title. Like he, what about him as a Hall of Famer? I mean, he's very I, good. He's a, he's one of our best scorers, but I, I don't think he's a Hall of Famer. It, how many times? Six time All Star, six time All NBA, cool Rookie of the Year. Right. I mean, what he he's played basically every single game. That he's 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 a twenty five point per game career score. He averages seven assists for his career. One steal. He came in, of course, rookie of the year. But he's so six a bona fide NBA. That's six enough time all you. NBA. Yeah, that's a lot. So six 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 of the seasons he's been a top fifteen player in the NBA. And you think that's a Hall of Famer? I, I'm not like judging you. I just that's I yes. think that's that's not enough for me. What do you think, Kev? Well, is this a safe place? Because I'm going to be honest. I think. I think Lillard is one of the most overrated basketball players in the wow. NBA. I think wow. he has always been. Oh I think he's my. always been. I think he's always been overrated. Okay. I think that he's. I think he's a great scorer. I think that he, you're going to see what he did, like in 2019, when he averaged 30, 
And, you know, he's averaged those points and he's done that. And he's clutch. He hits clutch shots. I get it. But he hasn't been able to consistently get his team to what they need to go. And that's a real thing. I mean, they had L.A. there. They had those different guys there. Like, that's legit. Like, I think he's overrated in terms of that's why, like, when I hear coach telling me, oh, he needs more. That's bullshit. I wouldn't give I'd give a first and Ben Simmons. And if they said yes. no, I'd be like, All right, I'm out okay. because I don't think if you gave him that much. You, what you're getting from Lillard is not what you'd get getting back. So if 100%. someone's willing to give you more, I'm out. I'm out on that because I, I don't think Lillard's that guy. So I, I, Kev, we've we've been aligned on Ben Simmons forever. We both see his value. Yeah. Uh, do you also think Ben Simmons is a Hall of Famer? Like after yeah. once he finishes yeah. career? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So we're on the same page there. I think Ben Simmons, if he never shoots, if he never gets a jump shot. He's going to be – he'll finish his career with, like, 15 all all defensives. He's going to win some depoys. I think Ben Simmons – the only reason I'd attach a first round to it is because he's had so much bad publicity for shooting that it's 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 tanked his trade value a little bit. That's the only reason why I'm giving a first. I can't do the the maxi and, and more for, like, all those picks and players and assets – to me, that's not enough to get a guy that's gonna do thirty points a game. Like that's that's very cool, but if I wanted that, I'd go get Brad Beal for cheaper. Like I, I, it's not. I don't he, think. He I averaged, don't think. Yeah, he averaged thirty-four and ten in the playoffs. I'm this aware. Year. I'm aware, and, and lost, they lost. They lost, but he. I mean, he's still playing. He took his team to the Western Conference Finals before. Blazers just, like just Brad Beal shouldn't they, be in that position. Lost. I don't. I'm not with Kevin. Like I don't think he's over. Yeah. So did the Sixers, and it was because of Ben Simmons, who's a three-time All Star. He's never been All NBA. We're talking about a six-time All NBA player. That's ben, that's up for debate. But I, I'm just saying, like I, I'm he not with guard Kevin. Trae Young. He's, I'm not with Kevin that uh, that I don't think he's overrated. But I do think it's time we realize like what Dame does well is he's he's an elite scorer. But that's about it. I, there's a lot of elite scores in the NBA. Why do you have to pay top dollar to go get Dame? I think Ben Simmons and Dame would be a perfect swap for both teams in terms of what they're actually missing. I don't know if there's a player out there that has finished their career with six uh, All NBA and is not in the Hall of Fame. I'd have to I have to That's take a, a look question. at that. We should look up. Yeah, um, we should look at that. But being a top 15 player in the league for at least six of your seasons, um, and he's 30 years old. I mean, he, that, the guy is still got eight years on him. Like, there's that. No, that's a great point, Coach. Like, I'm not saying you're wrong. I, I'm. This is just like an opinion here. But um, I there's not a lot of players that would do six time All NBA and achieve like nothing else. You know, like somebody else would. They'd have like gold gold medals. They'd have MVPs. They'd have. They'd have more. You know, they Dame. For what he does and what he what he came from, like we're talking about a dude who came out of a mid major school, and now he's doing all this. Like I, I'm a big Dame fan. I think he's a beast. But in terms of what he actually brings, he's essentially just elite scoring, and that's that's it really to me. And I I think if if you want, if I'm a GM and I say what is what does Dame bring? Why do I want Dame? It's because he's an elite scorer and he's a closer. Where else can I find that? I, maybe I look to Washington and go cheaper. You could get, uh, you could get Brad Beal for, I don't know, probably less than Ben Simmons, right? 
Washington's not giving up on Brad. Oh, if, if, and if they shouldn't. I would hate, then it'd be a bidding war. And I would hate if they did that, right? Club. I would hate if they did that. But, like, look at the heat, right? They're, they're, they've been chasing Brad Beal for a long time. Brad says he's happy in Washington. You know, I'm a Wizards homer. I hope he finishes his career there. But in terms of what he provides, all Brad is is a, he's a scorer. And that's yeah. it. Yeah, but Dame's Dame's taken his team to the to the playoffs the last seven years. I mean, that's nothing to sniff. The Western Conference is very difficult, and your second best player is CJ McCollum, who's like the but same height as you. But uh, sure, but CJ McCollum is also a proven scorer. Like, a, I I don't think you is get he good enough for... as a number two? Is he better than Chris Middleton or Drew Holiday? No, 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 no. no. But that's or, not the argument, right? Well, like I, those are the teams that are in the finals, right? They have a little bit of help. That's what, that's what I'm comparing the to. Teams, like, the teams could, that are in the finals are constructed beautifully. The Trailblazers yeah. are not. It's exactly. Not and is that his players. fault? Like, they drafted Zach Collins, no, Nas no, no, Little, no. Anthony Hardaway. And that's why he wants uh, to be Anthony traded, Simons. right? And that's why he wants to be traded. Like, the team needs to be constructed better or he needs to go. And the answer is probably that they can't, they don't really have the assets to construct a better team. So if you're the GM, you probably need to send him somewhere. So what can you get him for? And I, I, you have to think about the other side. It's like, okay, if I'm trading for Dame, am I going to have to give up my core pieces to get Dame? And which point, like, it's like, is it worth it? And the answer is probably no. If I can go get Brad Beal for cheaper, to no? me, the, the answer is yes. If I'm like Philly, it depends on you. Have to be on a a team that is on the cuffs of getting over the edge and to me so, you pair Embiid and, and Dame those are two top 10 players in our NBA but now they have, now they now have, have no defense like you're people are going to want to play with that court. though but you have to give up your core to to put that together like all the defensive players that make Philly even throw to be so, a, a, so I would say I would I would throw in Thibel if I had to but I would try my hardest to keep on him but that's if you the have, wing stopper him and Ben Simmons had, like what well, you, now what Exactly. You have you well, I'm saying if you keep if you can retain him and you and it's just Simmons, Maxine, three first rounders. So you do it, and then and Thibel can really be that play because it's hard to play Thibel and um Ben Simmons at the same time because neither one of them yeah. can shoot. But if you can have one of those guys on the court and be Thibel, um, who's getting really good experience for Australia right now, by the way. But here's the ben question. So coach, I agree with you. Simmons, Maxine, and three first rounders. I would do that if I was Portland, but if I'm Philly. Why give up Simmons, Maxi, and three first rounders when I can probably give up what Simmons and one first rounder for Brad Beal? Like I, that's what I'm saying. Like why would you do that? I don't think because the Washington's not doing that. Washington doesn't want Ben Simmons in a one for Brad Beal, who's just who's all NBA, who's much better b- basketball player than Ben Simmons. I, it's not oh, even close. Uh, I don't. I don't know. I don't know. I I think. I think if I was Washington and they offered me Ben Simmons in a first for Brad Beal, I might, I I might take that. I I prefer, I prefer I to just keep, I prefer to keep Russ and Beal and build around them because I think you add a third to that team and they're they're a big threatener in the East. But I I think I think you're very down on Ben Simmons and you're very high on Dame. Uh, yeah, that's where we. That's where we. This is where we defer. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I'm pro sure. Dame. You guys are pro Ben, and um, yeah. <laughs> time will tell. But you did so speak- Kevin. Yeah, Kevin, what? How do you feel about trade value in terms of like Dame and Brad? Uh, 
I think Brad would probably get you more, right? Like just based on age, based oh, on Oh wow. So you think you think Brad Beal's worth more than Dave? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Wow. Yeah. This, Basically, this, well, we all have like very different opinions. I think I think Brad can get you more just because I I think the age thing is real. I think we we don't necessarily know where his ceiling's at yet. Like I, I think it just depends on the team. Yeah. Like because if you're in the middle of the pack and you want to get a guy like Beal and take a shot at him, I think you can get more for him and say, okay, we'll build around this guy. Dame's a piece now. That's why I think the Heat is better for him because hey, the Heat don't care. They're gonna trade and get him and they'll they'll move whatever they can because if they can keep Bam and Jimmy. They'll just say whatever. We'll build Spo, get them into that spot. I just don't think the Sixers are the greatest landing spot for Lillard because, like you said, I, they're not going to give up Thibault. They love Thibault. Like if, if they weren't going to trade those guys for Harden, why the hell would they trade him yeah. for Lillard? That's a like, good and point. maybe maybe we're talking they, about. I they get it. To see it out yes, one more yes. year. Mm. I see it. What, yeah, uh, whatever. But I what, wouldn't do it. I just wouldn't do it. What would you give up if you were Miami? Yeah, for I, was, Dame. I, was, for Dame. I was trying to. I was Duncan trying to Robinson, sign and trade, Tyler Hero, Precious Achoa. Uh, Duncan Robinson's going to get 100 mil. He's going to get paid. I know. Yeah. yeah. So the contract, that's how the contracts would help. Right, right. Yeah. I just don't know if Portland would want Duncan Robinson for 100 million. Um, exactly. Kendrick Nunn, all the young pieces that Miami will, has. But I does guess that make Portland better? It would depend on what they thought of Hero, no. which I'm not very high on Hero. But if, if if they thought maybe Hero could maybe take that step, be there with CJ. The problem that I have, like the whole conversation you guys are having, the thing I kept thinking about is like, how much better does Lillard make his teammates? Because that's my mm. question mark always. Like when I watch Lillard play, how much better does he make his teammates? Now, he, he does well for his team. He scores and he does those things, but I've never looked at Lillard as a basketball player. It's like, oh my God, he transitions everybody. Like people, he makes him look better. He makes CJ look better. I don't necessarily think he does that. I think he's out there and I think he plays and he knows his role, but I don't think he can transform his team to be in there. So he's got to go to a team that's already established that they know their the Lakers. Lake show, baby. Come on. But the Lakers don't have any assets, right? They, like, they can't assets. make that happen. Yeah. yeah. It's so Rich Paul, whenever... Rich Paul can make it happen somehow. He did yeah, it with right. AD, right? <laughs> <laughs> but um, so Gilbert Arenas has a great quote when he's talking about when people say, like, does he make his players better? He's always saying, like, you can't make somebody else better. You can only make them look better by how you play the game. Mm-hmm. And to Kevin's point, <laughs> Dame is – it's iso ball, baby. Like, it's – when he's hot, he's hot, and maybe you'll put, maybe you'll double team him, and he'll kick it out to somebody else. But to your point, like I don't think he changes the way that you know a team will be guarded. You just have to kind of hope that he's not. You're just gonna have to pick your poison. Like if if he goes to Philly, it's like okay, who do we want to beat us? Do we want him beat or Dame to beat us? And you'll double that guy, or you know, play like a soft zone on that those guys. Like yeah. I don't know, like a Ben Simmons can completely collapse a defense in a way that a Dame can't, you know, Hypothet- especially. I, I, so hypothetically, when you just look at the, the star line, is this a, a this is a championship contending roster? If you make the say they they make that trade to Philly, you have Damian Lillard, Danny Green, Matisse Thybul, Tobias Harris, and Joel Embiid as your starting lineup. That's damn good. And defensively, you surrounding Damian Lillard, who's not a great defensive player, with is Four it, good defenders. Is it damn good though when you're talking about a Brooklyn team that has KD, Harden, and and Kyrie? Is it damn good when you're talking about 
um, a, a Bucks team that has Giannis, Drew, and and Middleton. What about you know Beal and Westbrook? Like, there's plenty of teams that like I don't. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm just not scared. I know. I know you're gonna laugh at that. Listen, so I'm gonna throw that one in there. But um, <laughs> like I'm I'm not scared of Damon and B the way I am other teams in the East. Like especially with what you'd have to give up to get him. Well, I like that. I like that line on it. And um, I, I, just, no, I hope right. it happens. I, I, I like to see Ben Simmons in a new spot, too, with Portland, and kind of the team kind of built around him, see what he does with CJ. And um, yeah. I think that'd be great for Portland, by the way. Like, if yes. with Ben there, with CJ there, it could elevate them, nurture it. Like, I actually and think assets. that's a great pick. And assets. Yeah. Going and forward, assets. Yeah. Like, I think, I think Ben Simmons on a Portland team that still has CJ, that still has Nurkic, and that now has assets. I think that's a team that could absolutely do something crazy in the West yeah. and maybe knock off a, a one seed or something. Well, and so your uh, Hall of Fame nod to to Ben Simmons credit, he still is only 24 years old. So exactly. we, he's, he's just – He's going to play he, 10 more years he's at He's just least. getting here. Um, so I, I'd love for him to get a new look and kind of grow. And, and that's he, if he doesn't he develop a jumper. Like even if he doesn't develop a jumper and doesn't shoot – He's still got like Hall of Fame caliber talent because of how he plays defensively, because of his fast break points, because of the way he plays downhill. He just and he's always been battling the fact that they've been building around Embiid. Exactly, um, they they've tried exactly. to balance it out, but they have built that team around Embiid, and it's just and he's it's and not he's it's passive. never been a great fit. It's just never been a he's fit. passive to Embiid, like he's saying, okay, Embiid, this is your team. Like he'll just. Like he plays in the paint and now he can't with Embiid, right? Like because that'll clog up the paint. Like it, yeah. there's just so many weird, weird things about that team that just don't work, and I don't think they ever will. So I, I hope he gets out of Philly, man, because he's, you know, how me and Kevin feel about him. Like he's he's just a great player in a bad situation. Um, our last topic is you did talk about the Wizards, and you know maybe that was your pick to get out of the Eastern Conference uh, this year. Yeah. I did pick Milwaukee, <laughs> by the way, people. Yeah. I was. I was banging that drum a lot this whole time, uh, but they were. I, I had I had the Wizards in like the four seed, and they made the eighth. Yeah. I believe, but other people didn't even have them in the playoffs. So I don't feel too crazy. Yeah, yeah. Maybe. You also pick, you pick Russell Westbrook as MVP. It's it's yeah, safe to say know, that you're listen, a homer. It's okay. If, you're a if homer. He, if, if the Wizards were top four, he would have he would have got those MVP votes, man. So this is a great great transition because this is our last topic is uh, the Wizards decided on a head coach. It's Wes Unseld Jr. What does this mean? And uh, do you like the hire? Me? Go with, yeah, the homer. Yeah. So <laughs> I, I love it, man. I First of all, it's always good to have, you know, more black head coaches. That's a, especially with a team that's so heavily represented. They got represented. five of the six openings so far. African-American. Yeah, how, that's pretty cool. And it didn't seem like they were forced either. Like they were like pity hires or like, yeah. you know, anything. They're all people that deserved a shot. Um, I'd still like to see Becky Hammond get a job for all the work that she's put in and, and on successful teams, no less. But um, so that's great. But at the same time, it's like there's some there's some nepo- I don't know if nepotism is the right word. Like that's Wes Unsell Jr., probably the greatest player in bullet history, in franchise, franchise history, history is Wes Unsell. So it's like, you know, are we doing this because he's the best candidate or are we doing this because. The connection is just so pure. I don't know. Time's gonna tell. I wish, I wish Brad and Russ had had more of a say in this, and I, I hadn't heard that they have been. You know, considering that Brad's been in USA, right? He's been playing USA basketball, and I haven't heard that he's been getting like you know, 
he's had a hand in, in the selection process like a Dame has had. And if you want to keep Brad and Russ here, which I would assume you do want to do, you got to let them have their hand, like let them choose who they, who you want the head coach to be. And I haven't heard that. So I don't know. I, I'm hoping it's all going to work out because it's, to me, it's about the talent, not the coach. The yeah. coach can only mess things up. So this is, uh, a, this is a Ted Leonsis hire for sure. He sat down with him. He has a, a, and, a and our GM, right? And our GM, like our new GM is yeah, Tommy Clifford. He, yeah, he's he's done things a lot differently than our past GM did, and I'm I'm grateful for that, and I like the way he's thinking. Yeah, I he's think much better than out. he's an upgrade from Ernie Grunfeld. I'm I'm giving him I'm giving him some time. Um, yeah. just just to a tap a little bit more on the connection with the franchise. Um, his father is the greatest, uh, you know, Wizard Bullet of all time. He won a 69 MVP Finals MVP for the only championship that Bullets won in '78. Um, yep. His father just passed last year. Um, but uh, Wes Unsell Jr. grew up in, in in the franchise as a scout and as an assistant coach. He spent 14 years with the Wizards before going to Denver as their kind of defensive anchor for the past six years. He's known for player development, um, whatever that means. Uh, I, I think he's just he's good with the with younger players. He's got he's got. You know what this reminds me of? He earned this spot. He did, but you know what this reminds me of? When Flip Saunders passed and they gave the job to his son, like his son definitely had the accolades and he had. You know, the time put in, he was close to the game. Like, if you're going to choose somebody to grow with it's interesting. a young coach, why not do what they did? But that didn't work out, right? Because it was just kind of, it's storybook, right? It's not it's not based on, you know, who the players necessarily wanted or, or you know, the X's and O's or things like that. It's just storybook, and he's as credible as anybody. Why not? This kind of reminds me of that. Like, this is a storybook thing. Have your greatest player in franchise history have his son who's been so close to the game, who's, who's put in work, who's shown he's a qualified candidate, why not just give him the job? It makes sense in, in terms of storybook, but in terms of making your players happy, in terms of are you going to mess with the chemistry? I don't know. Uh, time will tell. So I, I just hope I hope he's malleable. I hope he does what Russ and Brad want to do. I hope he lets our best players guide the organization. So that, we'll le- see. that, that will be integral that inter that, that relationship. And I've been waiting six, seven years to see something different than what Scott okay. has put out there. How you feel about Luke Walton, man? I don't want to talk about Luke Walton. I do want to say, <laughs> you hear that sigh? That <laughs> Wes, I like Wes. I, I do like Wes Unsell. Like he, he's great at Denver yeah. and in, I think he did a very good job, like developing that. Michael Porter Jr. They talked about his development with with Michael Porter yeah. Jr. We see Michael Porter Jr. kind of come on, uh, and I know that he's just a good guy. Like, and it seems like he's a good coach, mm-hmm. and maybe he can kind of wrap that around with Beal. Maybe we're everybody's talking about Beal getting moved, but you know, you guys are watching, guys. I'm really not, but I think that's bullshit. I think that they're going to keep him, and they're just going to see if Wes Unseld can develop him. And maybe they can create that relationship together, kind of a la what Trey Young has now. Like, okay, hey, maybe we can create this relationship together. Maybe we can be that. Why can't the Wizards be like the Hawks? They have a lot of the pieces. Like, they just need to yes. get that one guy to come in and unify, hit on some draft picks, and, and kind of be that they guy. They have better pieces than the Hawks. Well, I'm not going to go there, but I will say that it's, uh, it's – Yeah, you're right. You're right. The, they got the, the, top, <laughs> the very top is better. The top's a little Atlanta, better. <laughs> yeah, Atlanta has more Atlanta pieces. Has a you're right. Much you're better right. But I will now, say – You know I'm a homer. I got carried away. Yeah, that, that's a good, well, that's, that's why we're here, Coach. Uh, but the, 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 but – 
but but that's kind of like I like this hire. I think it's good for Beal. Maybe they'll have that in there and do there. Yeah. As far as Luke, God, I, if he doesn't get fired, I'm just this. The sad part is I know what's going to happen. He, they're going to go on a losing streak. They'll probably be like 11th in the West and 30 games on next year. They'll fire Luke. They'll hire some other uninspiring person. Fox is going to leave, and then it's over. Oh, like my life. That's just what it's going to be. I know it's going to happen. Uh, who? I, we were we had somebody in the group chat. We were talking about. Somebody's been trying to get um, traded to the Kings. Who who was it? I don't remember. Well, that was Ben Simmons. They were talking about Ben. Okay, Simmons. yeah, 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 yeah. Ben Simmons. They had interest. Okay, that yeah. that would be that would be interesting. I I don't know that the Kings are like a Ben Simmons away, but that's a good that's a good little uh, foundation to have Ben Simmons and De'Aaron Fox together. Sean Holmes. I don't know. It's weird, but it that would I'll be a step it. in the right direction. Yeah. Yeah. And to the, to the Brad thing, I think th- uh, we're all in agreement. I think they hold on to him for yeah. sure, at least this next season. Now, at they the better. end of next season, I think that's when it gets interesting because I think he has two years left on his contract. So that, that last year would be coming up. And if he's clearly unhappy, then you you got to have to try to get something in return. But I think they go all in on this year. Um, yeah. Russell and Brad together, headed by Wes Unsell Jr. And um, we'll see how it goes. I mean, and we had some injury woes. We lost two starters before I mean, well before the playoffs started. Danny Advia was out. Um, yeah, Thomas yeah. Bryant with the torn ACL. We lost him early. That was our starting five man. So we'll I see. I think the most the most important thing is that Russ and Brad really like playing with each other, and they're like they're friends. They they really admire each other and they like yeah. the way each, each other works. That wasn't the same thing with with John Wall and Brad Beal. So while they were friends and not like Brad Beal was the first person to see his mother in the hospital when he was sick, John Wall's mother, like a, they, they definitely had that bond. But on the court, things didn't just mesh the same, you know, in terms of work ethic, things didn't mesh the same. They don't have that problem. So I, I agree, Coach. I think they have to go all in this year with with Brad and Russ and try to try to do something to make it seem like the Wizards are continuing their trajectory upwards. All right. That's all we have. You guys have anything before I do a little plug talk? Before, man. All right. Plug talk. Wherever you get your podcasts, go follow the Triple Play Fantasy Franchise. Triple as in our baseball, basketball, and football pods that drop every week and don't disappoint like CP3 and D-Book being guarded by Second set spectrum, Drew Holiday. Our Triple Play Fantasy YouTube channel is dropping content every day. This includes Coach's Corner talking hoops. We just broke down the Houston Rockets rebuild. Movie Minute reviews with Brad and Johnny. Super Fantasy Bros with Jacob and Kevin. Fantasy 15 sports arguments in 15 minutes or less. We help you decide who to take tight end killer or waller as your te2 between the scenes with marty and mac a fantasy baseball show and fantasy foodie steve mindy and his crew kick it with stefania bell on the latest episode doing a little protein bar power hour check us out we got everything you need we're gonna continue to grind and make this podcast the number one pick like imani bates in 2023 check us out on twitter and ig at trip play fantasy Thanks again from the entire Triple Play Fantasy family for turning 